City again drop points at home. United become the first team to survive at Anfield. Villa cruising. I don't know if we should actually be shocked again. And Chelsea win. Yay! I'm so happy. This is Minority Fans Podcast. Let's get on with it. Hello everyone, welcome to Minority Fans Podcast. This is episode... 16 i'm sure so glad you could join us i'm david his spy as usual spy how you doing i'm very good david thank you how are you i'm amazing i'm good i'm good i'm just chilling i'm you know we're back we're into the festive festive time so enjoy being loving the festive times so i can't complain i can't complain you know this is to be happy to give to give exactly season to love you know what what are you getting me for christmas nothing Nothing. Ouch, that pains me. But anyways, my Christmas list, I would like some new materials. I like an Xbox controller. Maybe Madden 24, whichever one you feel like, you know, you can't afford. Oh, you, you, you're asking like me for, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my fault. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. But anyways, anyways, I'm so happy y'all came. Let's kick on to what we actually have in store for start today. But before we get into that, as always, let's start by saying thank you guys so much for all the love and the appreciation. Thank you so much for, you know, continuing to follow us and just keep on going. I mean, we, this isn't necessarily a high-end thing, but those guys that do listen, the people that do listen to it are the ones that give us the vibe to keep going. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, And as always, you know, Keep up the good work. We'll keep bringing the good stuff to you guys. So, but yeah, let's kick on with it. March week, March week seventeen just rounded up. So much happened, both positive and negative, which ended up turning um positive. So let's kick on with obviously the score lines. We didn't necessarily give our predictions this week, but let's just give the score line, shall we? Hundred percent. So it kicked off on Friday. Not on Friday, just is Tottenham as well. Tottenham Hotspur is a name that when you say that name, you just think of Harry Kane in that jersey, you know, with the AIA. But let's just stress. So Spurs cruise to victory 2 0. And um, Saturday, we had five games kicked off at Bournemouth Luton. It was a one all draw. Chelsea finally won against Sheffield United 2 0. Just to put on there, that was Steve Cooper's last game as a Sheffield. No, Forest. Sorry, that was Steve. I'm mixing. I always mix this up. I, that was Steve Cooper's last game as Forest manager. Yeah, my coach, my whatever it is. Then Manchester City lost points again, two two to Crystal Palace. We had a shocking loss. Newcastle won Fulham three 0 Fulham was shocking though because Fulham just had two back to back five five nil wins, and then they lost to Newcastle after that. Oh. Yeah, then obviously a desperate Everton came out with a result, so nil to Burnley. Then I'll, Sunday... I'll call that desperate, though. They are desperate. They need points. They had the point deduction. They need points. So okay. they are a desperate team right now. Then on Sunday, we had an unfortunate victory. Um, Arsenal won 2 nil. Following the team that we said, if they are perfect away from home, they will be a trouble, which is Villa. And so far, they are... Since we said that, I think they've been perfect so far. And um, yeah, 2-1 to Villa. West Ham, Mohamed Kudus. Bangers and bangers and bangers. 
3-0 to West Ham. And obviously, the only team to not lose at Anfield, Manchester Arc Nemesis United. No, no joke. I don't I don't get the I don't get the academicist part. I think that was a very um beautiful match week. Um a lot of action, a lot of drama. I feel that was, you know, some something interesting. What do you feel? Yeah, I mean obviously we have to start obviously with um Bonmort looting because that game was suspended. I mean it was one one before the sixty fifth minute where it was suspended. Um Tom Tom Lurky, his name, I think that's his name, obviously suffered a cardiac arrest. But we thank God because now he's responsive, you know, and I think he's making the full um, treatment towards coming back better. But obviously, this is the second time he suffered it. He suffered it in May during the uh, um, EFL playoff championship game. Um, so, you know, as as people this is definitely bigger than football so we are obviously glad that he's okay and we wish him and his family all the best and you know speedy recovery and hopefully we see him back on the field doing what he loves best so that's definitely where we have to kick off from yeah yes um we thank god he was more i mean i will not say more serious but we thank god he was responsive before being stressed off that gives them positive um, remarks to the Luton fans and also the family of so yeah that's the thing, yeah. yeah definitely okay with that being said let's just kick on let's kick on with Spurs Forest Spurs as you said you said something about that being Steve Cooper's last game as of recording Steve Cooper has been fired as Forest manager I think that was that's very stupid obviously that's not the headline from the game but I just think that's very stupid that was just very stupid of Forrest. Because he, he has technically, they are what, like five points off relegation, if I remember correctly. They are five points off relegation, so firing him was just stupid. But anyway, to not digress too far, Spurs back-to-back wins. Back-to-back wins, yeah. Looks like Spurs are going back to being Spurs and Ball. Obviously, with the red card. Bissouma's red card. What do you think of that? I think that was, um, but I, I don't use the word harsh, but I'll say... In some other matches, he would have gotten away with it. Like the red card, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't it double. It was, was it, it was, if I remember correctly, it was a direct red card. It was his first yellow card and then he got a second yellow card. For the first yellow card, I'm not sure he was meant to be a sharp. I think it's more of like a warning. But, but yeah, in some other matches, he would definitely get away with that. But, you know. Yeah. What is football? But no, I mean, now he's suspended four games because this is his second red card of the season before, you know, how um, the midway point of the season. So it's kind of kind of a red one. Yeah. But Spurs, my, I guess my question from this is, what position do you see Spurs finishing? Obviously, I don't think they'll be consistent. But where, where do you see them finishing? I mean, their consistency is better than some teams' inconsistency in the sense that big teams that we expect to be comfortable during the festive period at the one dropping points. For example, Manchester City, I don't want to say United, but Liverpool, they just dropped points last week. This is from a fan's perspective, not from a United fan's perspective, but yes, Liverpool dropped points last week. Um, so on and so forth. So big teams that are meant to be comfortable are losing points. And sports so far, they are being more consistent than those other teams. So I feel like if this goes on, I feel that they will actually, that top three spot will be 
for sports, I think. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You're saying like the teams that are actually meant to be consistent this period. Because, you know, I said back, like I said like two episodes back, this is the make or break period for some teams. Like this festive period, this make or break period for some teams. So being consistent in this four game stretch of playing every three days i think will actually help sports maybe i don't i mean i don't think they'll finish top three but like you know solidify that fourth spot on the table you get what i mean yeah let me just um shoot this question in um what would your top three be at the way the season is looking right now us now okay um <laughs> following to my question um i think that's answered my question already but um yeah 100 that's that's all right yeah. We could hope for the best. Okay. Let's let's move on to another game, shall we? City Palace. Two two draw. City looked like they are cruising away with this game. Like it was two 0 and everyone looked like they were done with this game. One it was either one 0 at halftime and then everyone was like, Okay, they will definitely score the second goal and then you know Rico Lewis comes up and scores the second goal and everyone is like, Yeah, City are cruising. This game is done and dusted. But then they allow um what's his name? Is it Meteta? Not Meteta. I don't remember what his name is, but they allow him score, bring it back to one. Then Phil Foden concedes Metata, right? I believe I believe that player single-handedly gave Pep Guardiola's team help. Yeah. Because Everson was very lucky to not get sent off at the end of the first half. Because that was Diaz. The- Ruben Diaz. That Ruben Diaz. You know, even, I'm talking yeah, about no. just yeah, yeah, no, because it was Ruben Diaz. If Ruben Diaz wasn't there, that would have been a pure red card. I don't think, I don't think Ruben Diaz stopped it, though. No, because like he was, because he was, Ederson wasn't the last man, oh, though. I mean, look at the point of view, Dave. Keeper is way out of his line, got no contact on the ball. He is definitely stopping a goal-scoring opportunity right there. Not being the last man, but he is stopping a goal. Because once the keeper is out of goal, any contact that he makes that's not the ball is a booking. And that type of contact... That should be a red card. I'm not Ruben Diaz was not gonna stop the if Ederson missed the ball without the tackle, Ruben Diaz is not stopping the ball from going in. We all know that. Yes or no? So That's I true. feel that that is very, very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. But Phil Folding then considered the penalty 90 plus four, and then this guy steps up and scores it's Michael Ulisse. So question from this is should we be worried about the amount of goals City are considering because it's not that City are like playing badly they are actually scoring goals but they are considering for every goal they score they are considering do you get what I mean like it's a one-to-one ratio pretty much yeah um I guess is Pep is Pep is wearing out because we I believe I said um maybe when John Stones is back clearly that doesn't seem to change I think Seems I've just gotten used to Pep. I think that's that's what it is because the way Crystal Palace played that game, Crystal Palace played that game like they knew what to expect. And Mateta single-handedly just said, okay, this defense is going to be in my pocket. And then he handled that quite perfectly. And CE, we know CE for just never letting... I mean, yes, we know Ederson always makes mistakes like that a couple of times, but we know CE for always having that cover but we didn't see that in the past weeks and that's something that I think teams have gotten used to because Pep's football is the same thing it's that point that's becoming boring you know they're going to keep the ball for 90 minutes create chances this and that it's becoming boring I think all the teams know how to do it now and obviously again while creating this City are currently playing in the Club World FIFA Club World Cup and the Brenner is back good news for them bad news for us no? Carry on. But with the brain are coming back now, do you see any improvements 
because obviously everyone's like oh they are they, are, they don't have the brain now they don't have Haaland is playing this that whatever I want to say with all the species coming back probably as early as the new year do you think that changes it because as you see city are complacent right now like they are playing too complacently like right now i don't even think that's correct english but we wrote it they are playing too complacently right now do you think that will improve when they have all these guys back um i don't really think kelvin de Bruyne is going to give city i mean the best way to defend is by attacking that's what liverpool is doing right now so i think in that sense then they will be comfortable but in the sense that Kevin De Bruyne has been absent, City are still scoring goals, but one man has been very quiet since De Bruyne has accent, um, absent, which is Erling. So I feel the more goals you score, the more difficult it is for teams to come back. So I think maybe it will be a problem for Arsenal, definitely, but not for more teams. You see, the fact that you keep calling Arsenal, I feel like you love us so much. Like, you should just become an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Like, you I just keep saying it. Arsenal, like, subtly. Okay. But obviously, credit to Palace. Again, Mateta, absolutely. I think he, he knew when to turn up big time. Credit to Palace, saved a huge point. And, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, this guy's it's just a point. But that's a huge point for Palace. And, and I have one question. I heard this somewhere. And I want to ask you, I want to hear what you think. Palace, right? When you, look, when you look at Palace, you look at, okay, Brighton, Brentford, Villa. Look at all these guys. They kind of came up in the same time. Like, in terms of, like, promotion into the Premier League. If I think even Palace came before most of those guys. But like when you look at them, why why isn't because you think Palace is meant to be on that level with those teams. What's stopping what is hindering them from being on that level? Budget. Okay. I think that's a simple term, budget. Because without budget you cannot really do much much of a thing. And in the sense that Villa, I would not say Villa have that expansive budget, but they have very good scouts. They brought Watkins, Watkins, and this is why you have to date back to Mourinho. Mourinho said something about investments from the past. Only Watkins was an investment from the past. Over two, three seasons, investment from the past. Patient with him. And just like that, you build your team. Just like that. But um, yeah. Palace, I think the time that Palace were a bit comfortable, you had players like um, Benteke, you had Zaha, Thousand. you had Anderson. Um, Milink, is it Milinkovic? Yeah, Milink, yeah, yeah. Especially he was back in the day. Yeah, Townsend. Yeah, those people that offensively, they even gave City help. I remember that famous Townsend goal. They yeah. gave big help. But Zaha has gone. Benteke, I don't know if he's still alive. And Townsend, I, don't, I think he's chasing a new career. And, um, no, no, no. no. Townsend is a looter. Benteke is in the MLS. I think he's chasing a new career. So um, Benteke is gone somewhere. Milinkovic, Definitely, he, I think he he was their captain, but I don't think he's still the captain now, but he was a captain, I think, a season ago or two seasons ago. And um, mm-hmm. so, at the end of the day, when you investment, and Palace, that just that team known for survival battles that I enjoy knowing that at the end of the season, Palace are going to sack a manager and bring the almighty Roy Hudson in to save them. <laughs> I think that's just what he does for a living. Saved him from getting relegated. And I love it. It brings good football to the sports to watch. But in terms of them going to challenge for European football, I think they need to give them at least 100 million to do that. Yeah, because even when you look at Brighton, their scouting and things like that have been 
impeccable. Brentford, the same thing. And you know, necessarily, they don't necessarily have that big budget, maybe just like 50 mil or something like that. And they still make good use of it. And that's why you see them challenging in Europe and stuff, challenging for um, um, Europa and Conference League and all that good stuff. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's move on to another good one. Actually, let's move on to the big one of the weekend. Liverpool and the club you hold close to your heart, Manchester United. Not close to my heart, in my heart. Okay, yeah. I have to say I'm proud of United, though. I was watching the game, but I was proud of United. I have to say proud that. Of we don't want your pride. If you can reverse Diego Dallas red card, then we will accept your pride. I mean, that's a, that's a gray area, though. That's, um, that's, a, that's a thin line. That's a, that's a thin, to be honest, that's a thin line. I, I feel the ref was in his feelings, but then it was also justifiable. Anyways, before you give all your reactions, Liverpool, United, and then nil-nil. As I said in the introduction, Manchester United being the first team to come out of Anfield with a point this season. Question for you, and then you can get into your reactions and runs for, you know, as long as you want. Was it more my United defending? Sorry, was it more of my United's game plan? Or was it Liverpool not being able to finish? Or it was a little boot? I think you have a love. Um, I would not... I mean, yes, it was my defending. Definitely. That's what a broken team does. And um, Liverpool could not just finish their chances. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Darren Nunes, open post. He let the ball run out, claiming a penalty. Um, honestly, I feel United... I would not say that's basic United football, but that's law of the United play counter-attack, which we could have succeeded in if Hoyland took that chance or so on and so forth. Gennaro, that beautiful pass from Kulamani. If Gennaro had more physical abilities, he would have, yes, put that chance through. But um, it is what it is. A broken club has one thing to do. And that's what we did to our very best. Yeah, you know, I agree to that. I feel it's a little bit of both. I feel Liverpool could not finish, but also feel United defended United's defending was very disciplined. That's a better way to say it. I feel like Gennaro and Anthony defended when they should. And that was good. That was good. And I feel like if Bruno was around, like if Bruno was playing, like those, they would have, the counter would have been more prolific. You get what I mean? Like they would have been able to create clear-cut counter chances. But obviously it was still a good game to watch. It would be boring, but like it was still good. It was still good, obviously. And then obviously I want to touch on something. Van Dijk said something after a game and he... So it's human Roy Keane kind of made Roy Keane say something. Roy Keane's answer is a very professional answer. Like but, he, should, he should not forget his roots. I love that but answer. Van Dijk, but Van Dijk wasn't necessarily... He, you know, he said one team obviously wanted to win. One team looked more like wanting to win the game. The other one was celebrating with a point, which is clearly what happened. Like United was celebrating. Like everyone was celebrating with, with one point. United got. Liverpool are distraught. Obviously Liverpool cost it for themselves because they couldn't finish. Liverpool looked like the team that w- was going for it. But obviously, and I don't want you to answer this biasly. Please answer this very well. Was that arrogant of him? Because obviously, Roy Keane comes up and he's like, that's just, he senses arrogance. And, and I'm misquoting here. That is arrogance. That is 100% arrogance. I feel, yes, we know only one team was there to win it. But I would not say one team was there to win it. Everyone goes to a football club to do one thing. And that thing does not lose. That's so true. if we're coming to your home pitch and we are taking a point from your home pitch, I think we should be content. But for a broken team, I think that's more than 
that's more than perfect for a broken team. Put in your mind, back in the day, when Liverpool comes um, come to Old Trafford, back in the day of Wayne Rooney, so on and so forth, when they're coming there, they're, they're expecting one thing, to go back home on a crying train or a crying bus. That's That was law. But now that your team is all comfortable, your team has been rebuilt by Jurgen Club. Now you got all the mouth in the world. That is a whole lot of arrogance. From your performance last season as well. You're one of the, they could use the word one season wonder last season on you. And you're coming here to tell us about one team we're here to win. I'm sorry, but Onana did not feel any pressure at Anfield. How about you change it? That wasn't arrogant of him too. Nope. No pressure was felt at all. That was not arrogant. Because we, as the fans, we said it, that this is the most quiet we've ever seen Anfield. Why? Because Onana made them. That's I. I guess. I guess. I'm so. I, I say it's a good point for United. United obviously knocked out of the Champions League, but still look good in the league. Like there's no. There's no doubt about it. One way or the other, they know when to get the results, and you know that's a good thing. So, anyways, let's move on. Brentford Villa. Villa came back from a goal down to win two one. My question is: Should we expect them to fall, or should we actually start calling this? season a four horse race for the title Villa is not going to fall without any injury crisis they are more than a comfortable team right now that's what I'm going to put there and yeah. um, I honestly think City are going to drop more points you think City are going to drop more points 100% so so technically from what you're saying this is, this is your top four Arsenal um, Liverpool oh, Villa oh. No, that's just based on what we are seeing right now okay. based on what we are seeing right now Okay. Arsenal, mm. Liverpool, Villa, mm-hmm. and then Man City. Oh no, Man City is Man City is in your top four. Man City is a bit shaky in my top four right now, bro. I think I'll give my final take or additions and subtractions after the festive period. I think okay. that's what I'll give my because right now we need to see how the double. You know how we say treble fatigue. There's also yeah. a festive. Fatigue is overlooked, at, but there is a festive fatigue when you play yeah. that double game week, week in, week out. It's gonna yeah. do your like plus the Christmas celebrations. <laughs> it's gonna do you. You get what I mean? So yeah, we'll, we'll see. See how that goes. Yeah, because they are playing. We have the game week starting Thursday, finishing I think Saturday, and then they play Tuesday, and then they play after. Like it's just yeah, it's crazy. But let's move on. Let's move on. Arsenal Brighton two new win for Arsenal. For a minute it was comfortable. Arsenal couldn't finish. Oh my god! Like twenty something chances that Arsenal couldn't finish. But Brighton were not just there, so they they didn't punish us. Twenty something is a stretch, but um, carry on. But yeah, so Kai Havertz scored again. And uh, yeah, but my question is, what should we expect from Brighton? Because I, I really don't know what to expect. To be honest, I don't know what to expect from Brighton. I think the question is, what should we expect from Arsenal? Ha 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 ha. It's a matter of um, a thing that cannot finish chances cannot be in the top four. I'm sorry, unfortunately. But um, you know, all duties, all duties. So um, Brighton, what can we say? We said this before. European football, but I don't feel like that's an excuse. They got the replacements for the European football. I don't. I, I think teams are teams are just falling off. That's what I think. Brighton is just falling off. I think so because a lot of teams this season have just been falling off, and I think Brighton is one of them. Okay, okay. We'll touch on some just some few things. We won't spend too much time on there. Chelsea, Chelsea won two 0 Chelsea, pretty Chelsea player. That's that's who they even play. Ch- Spy who they play? Chelsea. They played um. Yeah. Sheff- 
Oh yeah, Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. And Chelsea um won two 0 I think this was the first time they won a home game and kept clean sheets this season. Like I can't remember if that's true, but yeah. Kudos to Chelsea. Hopefully, this an up and up for them. They beat Newcastle today in the EFL Cup um quarterfinals, so they're headed for the semis. Anything to add on Chelsea? Um, their performance from this today game that I just watched um, against Newcastle in the EFL Cup, they're very, I, I think I should put the word lucky team. Yeah, because if, if Trippier hadn't done what he had done, I don't think they would have won that game. And Trippier, 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 wow. Two mistakes. First against Everton, now against, now against um Newcastle. Chelsea. Against Chelsea, you mean? Chelsea, yes. That's yeah. what I mean. Um, okay. Yeah, he's very yeah. nice. Actually, and Chelsea. One was uh, during the game to give Magic the goal and um, penalty kick off as the well. Penalty kick, yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyways, Burnley Everton. Everton are on a, I think, four-game win streak. And in those four games, they have not considered a goal. Winning it without considering a goal. How impressive is that? It's so impressive because I decided to put Pickford in two weeks ago and uh, he's giving me my due diligence. So I'm loving this. Okay, so yeah, yeah, obviously you're happy. I see, I see you're happy. Um, for those of you that do FPL, if you are hearing this, Spy put Pickford in and he's so happy because... Of course, because I was, I was slacking off um, last week. You know, I was very high up. In ranking, but the past two weeks hasn't been like the best for me. So when I put Pickford in, I be, I had a lot of confidence, and uh, I think now I'll be back to my best. Okay, well, yeah, it's so impressive to see what Everton are doing, even though you don't think it is. Um, four games, that's twelve points, gotten from there. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you think it's impressive? It's a desperate team. Desperate do gets desperate. Okay. You you call it desperate. I call it impressive. We're all with that. No problem. No problem. Sounds good. But yeah, everything beat Burnley. Burnley, yeah, I have nothing to say to be to be honest on that. Um, but I I just I love what Sean Dyke is doing at Everton and how he's as someone would say desperate. I feel that's pretty good. Okay, West Ham moves. I'm just going to drop in here. Mohamed Kudos. What 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 position is that guy though? I'm sorry. What I thought he was a midfielder. He's a Daniel. Sorry, a Cameroonian. I said what position is he? I didn't say what nationality. That's, he. that's that's the answer though, because we Africans we grew up playing everywhere. Okay. In the sense that, as far as I play, I'll play wherever I'm playing with all my heart, and that is Mohamed Kudus in action for me. I like that. I appreciate he's that compliment. He's a left footer that can play as a centre attacking midfielder, that can play as an LCM, can play as an RCM, can also play as a winger, which we've seen in West Ham. I don't know what position he's playing in West Ham. I see him on the wing. I, see him. I think he's on free roll. But, quite that. but um, yeah, he, he can score a normal goal. That's that's just my problem with him. So I, what? So, um, wait, happened. So standing of the season. Um. Yeah, I would have said Madison, but he's injured right now. So I think yeah, Kudus is taking it. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy. I was, I'll just put that, put it out there to test you. But yeah, still crazy. I think, I think he's due diligence. I'm not even joking right now. Declan Rice, 
Excuse me. Next question is the converse. Jello fries. Newcastle beat Fulham 3-0. Obviously, I think the game kind of changed when Raul Jimenez got that red card. Do you think that was a red card? Honestly, did not pay attention to that game, so I have no comment on that game. So you didn't see, oh my God, you need to go back and watch it. That was a tackle and a half. He literally dove, well, I don't want to say dove, he jumped on, what's his name? I can't remember what his name is. But he, he like jumped. The, was it like the Ronaldo type of tackle? No, no, no. Wait, what? The Ronaldo WWE Islam. I don't know what that is. Really? Anyways, he literally jumped on Long. Yeah, Longstaff is the name. He jumped on Longstaff. And then he got the red card and it kind of changed the whole complex of the game. But Newcastle are back to winning ways. Well, they were back to winning ways and now they're not. So, But anyways, let's just, before we round this up, let's just hear your match predictions for March week 18, considering it's starting Thursday. So we won't have time to be on IG Live today on this week. But let's hear your match week predictions. Palace, Brighton. Palace win. Palace win. Wow. That's crazy. Villa chef. Oh, I'm not even going to ask you this one because I, I Villa at home, so it's not even a problem. Villa at Anfield. Um, Man City Brentford. Don't worry. Don't forget that one. That one is postponed because they'll be playing in the Club World Cup. West Ham, Man United. Please don't be biased. Red Devils win. I won't give you a scoreline for it. Two one. Man United win. Two one. Okay. Spurs Everton. Oh, that'll be a good one. Desperate versus desperate. Um, I think I'll go with Spurs win, you know, at home as well. Forest Bournemouth. Forest under new management, that could be something different. Um, that's a difficult one. I think I'll give it to um Bournemouth. Bournemouth, no draw yet. Fulham Burnley. No, uh, that will be a Fulham win at home. That'll be a Fulham win. Okay, looting Newcastle. Newcastle away from home. Looting win. Okay. Arsenal, Liverpool, Liverpool Arsenal. Liverpool win. I'm fit to, um, to come back to what it was before. And then Wolves, Chelsea. Chelsea lose. So Wolves win. Okay. So this would be our last episode for the year 2023. 2023. Yes, sir. We'll be back right after the first... Festive, festive, festive games. Back with a bang. Spy, don't be sad. I'm sorry. Don't be sad. I know. I know. Don't be sad. But we'll be back after the festive games to analyze and talk about all the festive games and how the Premier League is looking halfway through the season. And we will also give our mid-season predictions. Well, mid-season awards actually, and also predictions for something. So yeah with that being said thank you guys so much for sticking with us this has been a blast i hope you guys enjoyed the festive period as always thank you guys so much for your support thank you for all the love we hope you keep vibing with us and we'll keep you know going from spy and i i hope you guys have an amazing christmas and a wonderful new year stay safe enjoy the holidays i'm david his spy we're out